Being a new mom is hard. We get it. It's easy to feel alone, but we know that's never how God intended it. So we want to welcome you to The Motherhood. If you need professional parenting advice, clinically proven data, or study-based evidence, please let us know where to find it. Because here at The Motherhood, we focus on sharing experiences, offering encouragement and understanding, but most importantly, friendship. We're here to do motherhood together. Hello, friends, and welcome back to The Motherhood. We're going to introduce ourselves again. I'm Bethany. And I'm Riley. And we are so excited. We're doing our first series, and it's called Unspokens. I always want to keep singing that unwritten song, and I'm like, that's not. (laughs) I didn't even think of that, honestly. The rest is still unwritten. Unspoken. But anyways, we are talking about All the taboo, if you will say, topics of motherhood. The things that most people don't talk about. And I love a good, real, raw conversation. So I'm very excited. Yes. Well, we are super pumped. So glad you're joining us and hope that you'll stick around for the rest of the episodes. Um, But this week, we're starting with a hard hitter. We're talking postpartum. So first (laughs) of all, we actually had a conversation before we hit record (laughs) What is postpartum? Yeah, we literally had to like look, we had to Google the the definition of it. And again, we are not professionals. Um, We are going off of a very thorough Google search. So, you know, if you are a professional that does know a more extensive version of what this really is, please let us know because I feel like, I feel like postpartum, like if you look up the definition, it's literally after baby. So like, like after childbirth. So... I mean, can you be 15 years postpartum or like... still technically after baby, right? You know what I mean? Like, so um, we also looked up postnatal because I believe postnatal is more like the woman's body and healing and stuff. And then like, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. We we kind of got down a rabbit trail of like looking up the exact definition, but I think we did find that it said postpartum was usually that period of weeks, six to eight weeks right after baby comes. So... That's what we're kind of going off of, but I think we might circle back on that a little bit. But I thought, I know Riley and I are going to share, we're just going to share kind of both of our experiences with um, the postpartum period, but I thought maybe we could just start with like talking about why, why is it like such a taboo topic? Like why is it not talked about with other moms? What I do you feel think? like the first answer is just that it's very vulnerable. Yeah. Um, I think as a mom, we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to, like, do things correctly, do things well. And, like, I know speaking about the mental health, um, at Mm -hmm. least in the postpartum period, like, you almost feel guilty for some of the ways you feel postpartum, you know? And, like, it's if you're talking about your postpartum mental health, you feel guilty for feeling anything but happiness. Yeah. If you're talking about your physical health... You think about the women who would kill to have a baby. Like, mm-hmm. there's just always mm-hmm. some reason that you have no reason to complain. Or yeah. or you fear someone's response to how you might feel. Or maybe you think you're broken for feeling away. Mm-hmm. And that was a really long-winded answer for your question. No, I, I mean, I would agree. I think, like, I think it's kind of, like, even just... I know we'll talk a lot about kind of mental health today. Because I think that is a big part of the postpartum period. But even like in the world mental health is like a taboo topic so like especially when you like 
narrow it down to like motherhood like that doesn't change like it's still not something a lot of people are talking about or bringing awareness to in a sense so I feel like in the last couple years though like mental health is it's yeah it's gotten better I would say it's surfacing more in terms of yeah people talking about it let's let's do that motherhood too starting right here (laughs) starting with the motherhood so um I would love you have two children. Yes. So yes, I do. don't know if we how should we go about this? Do you want to share your whole postpartum and like with both and then me do mine or should we go in order of the babies or That's a good question. Um I'll at least start with Archer okay. and let's go from there. Um Yeah, so I had Archer two and a half years ago and um he the birth was a little bit complicated um but he I ended up having to be on magnesium during my labor we'll get to that in our birth story episode but um because of that after he was born and he was only five pounds when he was born but I was full term but when he was born he was like also super tired and just kind of like drowsy it was like hard to keep him awake but um I remember crying several times very very heavily before even like leaving the hospital like just having to like even FaceTime my mom, like deep, deep crying, sorrowful things. Cause I didn't necessarily know what to do. And it was hard to get him awake to feed him. And then like the nurses just left me with him and they're like, okay, um, good luck. And I honestly didn't even know that like you had to feed him every two to three hours right away. Yeah. And it's like, it's your baby though. So it's also like, you know, like, okay, here's your baby. Like, yeah, you should I, be able to do this. He's yours. And then not to mention that you don't even necessarily, like, know how to feed them. So you're like, all right, so I'm just supposed to figure this out by myself and I have to do it every two to three hours. Like, yeah, Did you have a lactation like, no consultant? before? Re- I know you eventually reached out, but before yes. you reached out, did you have one? I had one, I think, within the first hour or two that he was born. But even after, like, they came and saw me and they kind of, like, tried to show me how to, like, hand express and stuff. And I remember at first just having to, like, feed him with a spoon. You'll probably hear a lot about this in our breastfeeding episode whenever we get to it. But, yeah, I saw one. I saw one shortly after, but I don't feel like it was, like, super helpful right off the bat. Um, Anyways, what I'm getting to is that I had a really hard time with feeding him at first. And so... I think they're kind of like naturally just became all this like tension and anxiety around like every feeding. Cause I was like, it's hard. I don't know what I'm doing. He's not latching, but I know he needs to eat right now. But like, how do I get him to eat? And that, you know, didn't end when I got home. I saw a lactation consultant a few times, but I remember being like, in my closet in my bedroom with him in the middle of the night because I was scared to wake Josh up and I was like feeding him from a syringe all by myself in the middle of the night exhausted I was averaging like three hours of sleep a day because I think I was just running on like adrenaline and lack of sleep if that's possible but I was like truly just exhausted because I wasn't sleeping and I was so stressed out and even when he would like spit up a little bit I would just like fall into this deep deep sorrowful hole of like crying and I remember my mom was there and you know she was like you know it's okay it's okay he just spit up but I was like I have been working so hard to feed him and there goes all my hard work well and side note though like totally resonate with that feeling Mm -hmm. but I do remember I would do the same thing because Indy had reflux when she was a newborn and I remember being like she's hungry she's hungry I have to keep feeding her because she keeps spitting it up 
and my mom was like, go take a teaspoon of water and pour it out. Yeah. And see how little liquid there can be and the big mess that it can mm-hmm, make. Mm-hmm. Because to us, it's like there went his whole feeding. It looks huge. It's all over their clothes. But it's not even necessarily. <laughs> yeah. So like, but I, again, I feel you. Yeah. But you're, but in that moment, you're like, oh my gosh, it's so much. And yeah. you're like freaking out and, and thank everything. goodness for mamas. Oh because gosh, if you are someone who did this without your mother, like, I don't even, yeah. hats off. Yeah. Because... Man, our moms were our crutches for a yeah, while. Yeah. And our husbands too. Yeah. One, yeah. Each crutch, one in each yeah. hand. <laughs> yeah. I know, but like my mom with both my pregnancies came and stayed. My mom and my dad stayed with us for a week afterwards. And like, yeah, I was asking my mom so many questions. I don't know what I would have done without her wisdom. But um, but yeah, so I, I feel like I could feel the hormones. Mm-hmm. I feel like I kind of like knew, okay, I have a lot of hormones rushing around right now. But I just truly like kind of like cried like I had never cried before. And um, and then I remember just every time it was like coming up on feeding time, I got so anxious, ang- well, anxious and like scared and worried and nervous. And I like it took me a few days, but I realized, oh, my gosh, this is anxiety. Like it was the first time in my life, like I don't say that to toot my own horn, but like that was the first time in my life I had really realize what anxiety felt like and what it was. And I was like, oh my gosh, yeah. It was like almost crippling. And I just was like, I, when it got around to feeding times, I was like not looking forward to it at all. And in fact, it would like debilitate my whole day because I just was like so worried about when's the next feeding, when's the next feeding type of thing. And when they're that little, it is all the time. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I know, really. (laughs) I know it's like, okay, you got two hours and then time for the next one. And you can't go anywhere. You can't do anything because this baby has to eat and they have to nap. Yes, yes. And um, I know just for me and my experience, I I vividly remembered like two things. Um, I don't know. I think this was the first time maybe our friend group came over to meet Archer after we had him. Um, but I remember literally being in my bedroom, like crying so hard. I fell into another one of my like crying spells. I don't even remember now what it was about, but you guys were like on your way over to meet him. And I just remember like kind of thinking I had to like put on this face because everyone was about to come over and ooh and ah over my new baby and how cute he was and, you know, and smile and hold him and coddle him and almost like this, like, you know, that kind of like fog of beautiful motherhood in a sense. But I was like, not feeling that way. Yeah. I was honestly, I was truly, truly struggling, but I remember like coming out of my room and like seeing you guys. And I mean, you guys, I remember you guys were like so gracious. And I remember even like telling you guys, like, I think I'm struggling with postpartum depression because I couldn't hide that my eyes were puffy and, you know, I was like... <laughs> and if I can cut you off there... I don't even know if I you remember let, that. <laughs> I want to let everybody know, just because if you're not familiar with our friend group, Bethany is the sunshine of the group. Mm-hmm. Like, she is always upbeat. She is always peppy and positive and happy. And on her worst day, you wouldn't know it, you know? Um, so, it it says a lot that she would open up that way or... And I feel like that might have even made you feel guilty in a sense for feeling so down mm-hmm. because you're not a negative person. Yeah. You're quite the positive Polly. Well, first of all, thank you. I am not always sunshine and rainbows, but thank you. <laughs> but I mean, that's a point though, is that I think I do pride myself in, for me personally, you know, like being that preppy and positive yeah. person. So for you to come over and me be like, listen, I'm not okay. And I can't pretend to smile and make jokes like I normally would like, 
I mean, that brings a good point. That was that was hard for me to do. But it's also hard because, like, um, I don't know. I don't know how to word this correctly. Um, Bethany is so good. You guys will learn a lot more about Listen, her. This in is this. not a hype episode. Don't worry. <laughs> no, no. But for, I think it it adds to you feeling so down mm. because um, when I went through, I went through a miscarriage before we had Indy. And Bethany is such a good person to walk through grief with. She is so good at, um, I mean, things, of course, like giving scripture and all kinds of stuff. But, like, she dropped off food and left. Like, (laughs) there was no obligation on my end to host. There was no nothing. We got to go to the door, pick up the food, curl in bed, eat this food, and just be sad. And, like, she just, she gets it. And it was just awesome. Like, the way that I had a friend walk through that with me. Mm-hmm. Um, and she couldn't even relate. Like, she was so helpful despite having never been in that situation. But she also, one thing you are not good at, is keeping that mindset for yourself. Oh, you know? Yeah. So it's like when you were hit with mm-hmm. a hard time, it's almost like that positive part of you, like, almost kind of, like, died for a little bit. Yeah. Or, like, got, yeah. got pushed away. Like, you can be so positive for others but you had to like essentially claw yourself yeah. out of those feelings yeah. because you didn't have that ability, I guess, yeah. to get yourself out. Yeah. Well, first or second of all, again, thank you for the <laughs> kind words. Um, and then the ugly words where I'm like, but you did a terrible job but yourself. But she's bad. No. And you're so right. And again, like even being able to have this conversation with you is like helping me process so much still. But that was one of the things now that you say, I remember my mom even telling me like, Hey, you might want to just talk to your doctor about postpartum depression, because usually you are someone who can look for like the positive things in the situation. And again, I'm not saying this to toot my own horn. Um, but normally I am someone that can look at the bright side or make a joke out of it, make a laugh out of it. But there were seriously parts during those few weeks where I could not I could not even, like, all I could do was cry and think about bad things. I could not get myself out of that, like, hole of, like, bad and negative thoughts. But um, with that also is that I have such an incredible friend group that I did feel vulnerable enough and okay enough just being like, hey, guys, I'm going to be honest, partially just because I can't hide the fact that I've just been bawling my eyes out. But I think I might be struggling with this. So like, and you guys were just so gracious and so understanding. And again, I felt so safe telling you guys about that. But um, yeah, I think those were kind of like some of the signs for me that, okay, maybe this is a little bit more than baby blues, you know, Um, because I just really wasn't able to be myself. And I, I remember, I don't even know if I've told you this maybe, but I remember like one time being in the shower and like, this is real vulnerable, but I just remember like truly feeling like I had no escape. You know, I was like, there's, this is really hard. This motherhood, new mom, newborn stuff is really hard and there's no way out for me. And that's how I felt like in that shower and in that moment. And again, that was another moment where it clicked for me. Like, is this what depression feels like? Yeah. You know, like I can remember those two vivid moments where I was like, Again, for me personally, these were the first time I was experiencing Mm -hmm. these emotions. So I was like, wow, is this depression? Is this anxiety? And so I, with Archer, I did experience both of those things, postpartum depression and anxiety. Um, And for me, I think a lot of that revolved around the stresses I had with feeding. 
Um, and also I, I truly don't think I was getting the rest that I should have. Again, I was like running on adrenaline, not getting a lot of sleep. Part of that again was the feeding and the whole process we had to go through. But, um, part of me does kind of look back and wonder how much of that maybe could have at least been helped if I did get more rest, was taking care of myself more, was getting outside some of those things. I wonder, Archer was born in 2020. Yes. So he was a COVID baby. (laughs) He was. I do wonder, do you think any of that played into your depression at all? Because like you could go for a walk in the neighborhood, but like you couldn't like go out and about, but then again, would you have with a newborn? You know, like, I don't know. I, I don't think it did a ton. Cause I remember like, honestly, it was like, maybe five days after we had him, we went out walking on the walking bridge. But I was, that was just cause again, I think like adrenaline, I was like, at the same time I was struggling, but I was like, I'm so excited to be a new mom. I want to take my baby out for a walk, yeah. you know? So I don't, I don't know if it played much of a role. Again, I think I mostly accredit it to the feeding, just the struggles I had with nursing and all of the things. And I did end up um, talking to my doctor and going on Zoloft Um, and I think it was maybe like two or three weeks after Archer. Um, but I just remember even coming to the doctor and just like crying. And I remember my mom just encouraging me, like there were times I felt like I, I couldn't go on or just like, I felt like I couldn't be a good mom if I was continuing in the ways that I was feeling. And she was like, you know, just encouraged me that I needed to do what I felt best in order to, you know, be a good mom and, and be a good person to myself if that makes sense you know so I did because had it been me you wouldn't have told me the things that you told yourself yeah so it's like be the friend that you are to other people to yourself yeah be the mom you are to other moms that you are to (laughs) you get what I'm saying (laughs) um anyways I'm I'm wrapping this up but yeah so I I did choose to go on medication and I swear the second that first pill hit my tongue I was like (gasps) everything changed and I that's probably silly and I know not everyone has that experience. Part of me, I honestly do look back and like, was it a placebo thing? Did I just think, okay, I'm finally getting help and it's working? Because the second I, I don't even think I took my full 30-day supply. It was like that first pill, I was like flipped a corner. And maybe it was just like kind of heading out of that baby blues. But does it matter? Yeah. No matter what, and you're you right. felt better. You're right. And I sit here and even now I'm like trying to explain it because I think that's also like a... Is that the word? A stigma? Yeah. A I stigma? So. <laughs> of like, oh, you went on medication. <gasps> you know, like not not everyone wants to admit that or share that. And here I am admitting it to you all. <laughs> but yeah, so again, that was just my experiences. I did choose to go on that. Once I went on the medication, I swear I was a new woman. Um, and from there on, it was easier. I didn't really stress a lot of the I was able to have more of a positive outlook when it came to feedings. It was still very hard, and we challenged with that for a few months. But I was able to feel more positive about certain things in that area, and I'm taking up a lot of time. But that was my experience. (laughs) You do. Um, That was my experience with Archer. Now, do Um, you feel like – I'm sorry, but it sounds like with Archer there was a ton of, like, mental hurdles. Did you have any, like – body image yes yes um I I honestly don't think I think a lot of my postpartum was a mental thing with Archer um I don't really feel like I personally struggled with like body image or like this new body I had um 
I think, you know, initially in those first few weeks, I just felt, I felt proud of myself for like birthing a baby. Um, and with my first, I do kind of felt like they always say, Oh, the weight just falls off. I think now that I've had a second one and the weight didn't just fall off, I look back and I'm like, with the first, it kind of did some, to some extent. Um, and maybe part of that was, again, I just wasn't eating as much as I should have, but I, I don't think I struggled with a lot of like, um, the physical part of it. Um, so what about like, like healing? Like, I know that like, you know, mental weighs a lot on postpartum, but like, did anything kind of catch you off guard with like that process? Yeah. And I'm so glad you're asking these questions because again, I feel like even I'm so quick to think of just like the mental aspect of postpartum, but there are so many areas of it. Um, with Archer, I didn't really have any issues with healing or anything like that. Um, nothing out of the ordinary. Um, thankfully, I had a fairly smooth healing. I didn't have a lot of bleeding afterwards. I mean, nothing other than the obviously just kind of, in a sense, it was inconvenient and annoying, you know, having to change pads or whatever it is. But um, thankfully, healing went well. And by my six-week checkup, I was good to go. So... Well, that's exciting. I know. <laughs> it is. All right. Well, it's your turn. So let's hear about your experience with Indy. Yeah. So I think the um, healing was, there was good and bad. One of the good things that was like postpartum is that I had a phenomenal recovery from the C-section. Mm-hmm. I was doing a lot of research because that's what I do. I beat a dead horse with my research. But um, people were talking about, you know, just get up and move as soon as you can. And I read a lot about like by these postpartum panties um Mm. get get this uh compression pack and get an ice pack and don't call for a laugh because it's gonna hurt your incision which is true (laughs) but um somebody mentioned like get one of those little little grabbing devices like all i can say in my head is the little like shark dinosaur child's clamper but (laughs) um i actually didn't get that but you know i got a lot of like c-section supplies yeah you prepared well. yes and I was very surprised at how fast I recovered Mm -hmm. so that was good um I walked around just fine I was able to do I I don't know I just my body responded very well yeah so thankful for that but on the negative side um I was kind of surprised at how much you bleed like I hadn't had a period in like you know nine plus months Mm -hmm. so like I knew it was coming but the amount was interesting because Mm -hmm. I'm like it without getting too graphic it makes sense why a mother who had a natural birth would bleed a lot yeah think about what happens yeah that didn't happen to me so the fact that I was still losing so much blood was like oh my gosh you know I remember even like coming to see you afterwards and you said that and me and my whatever stupid little self was like oh I didn't know that you still bled even with a c-section but I mean it makes you do. sense <laughs> yeah because it's your uterus yes going, you yeah know, and going I think that's kind of the thing too like you know when they come in and what do they call it with like push on your belly like oh, the massage the fun- thing fundle 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 I hate they call it a massage it is nothing <laughs> it is like not a massage, massage. <laughs> but it, it wasn't as bad as I expected because I had worked it up yeah but like they still do all of that yeah like yeah. you said your uterus still has to go back so yeah. anyways um that was just kind of like, I expected a worse recovery and mm-hmm. less bleeding, and I got a lot of bleeding, but with a Better. good recovery. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was able to go and do a lot for myself, so that was good. Anyways, um, on to the, I guess like physical. Mm-hmm. I found that I was actually like my body image was fine. Yeah. Um, I feel like I kind of 
fell back on the excuse of you just had a baby and like mm-hmm. I feel like after you have a baby you're so empowered and it's like look at what my body did like yeah. you just brought a life into the world and like um and again because you just had a baby it's like well of course I'm a little thicker than usual yeah, of course yeah. I have a little extra on me right now but who cares I have a baby yeah. and that's why and you don't really yeah I didn't struggle with body image at all um one thing that I was I think a downfall to my um postpartum experience was I feel like I was hyper aware of the mental aspects of it Mm -hmm. and um I feel like for me any of the mental um strains that come with postpartum they didn't really hit in the newborn phase for me personally I found my mental health starting to slip around that third month Mm. which was weird for me because I'm taking pride in the fact that I dodged the bullet so to speak but turns out I was still going to have that just in a different way. Hmm. So for me, um, I found that it almost kind of started with intrusive thoughts. And they're, when I say they're crazy, I don't mean it's crazy for me to think this because I think it's normal for the brain to do stuff like mm-hmm. this, especially postpartum. When I say it's crazy, I mean it's situations I would never be in. Like um, when I had to put her in her um, bouncer for the shower, I would like speed through my shower because I'm afraid somebody's going to come in and take her. Like, <laughs> while literally, you're in the shower. yes, yeah. like, yeah. And I would lock the house door and the bathroom door, and like it was, it was just crazy. And um, another one I had, and this is, <laughs> it feels so funny to say this now because my mental health is, you know, healthy again. Yeah. But I would worry that like I would open up the oven and drop her in it. <laughs> Like, first of all, she's not even in my arm when I'm putting my food in and out of the oven. So, like, what? You know? But, like, just crazy intrusive thoughts like that. Like, what if there's a house fire? She can't do anything. Like, Mm -hmm. she's just... If I don't get her, she doesn't have a chance. And, like, I mean, that's terrible to say. But, like, these are the things that were going on in my head. So, those kind of happened. And I talked to my mom. And my mom was like, oh, yeah, you get that from me. Just, like, so casually. (laughs) And I'm like... Wait, what? (laughs) Yeah. This isn't a casual thing, mom. Like, we both need help now. Yeah. (laughs) But um, anyways, so that was the first thing. And that was like a wave. Like, that didn't last. It wasn't long. It was just like, you know, a couple weeks of like, I guess, just worrying. Yeah. Um, The next thing was like, I would kind of have like, in the beginning, I would kind of have like social stress. Like, like the buildup of having company would be overwhelming. I wouldn't quite call it anxiety yet, but like. And when, whenever the company got there, it was great. Like, we would enjoy their company, and it was refreshing. But mm-hmm. it's, like, just that knowing, like, someone's coming over. And, you know, anyways, postpartum's a vulnerable time. Yeah. So um, that one wasn't really anxiety for me, I don't think. I think where I got the um, biggest mental hurdle for me mm-hmm. postpartum was around, honestly, probably six months. This is after Connor has gone back to work he's been at work for months at this point mm-hmm. um my friends you and sarah who had had babies around the same time you guys had gone back to work by this time and um to not take a total tangent here we moved houses we sold our house literally when indy was a week old like crazy time mm-hmm. to move but yeah. um we moved up to this new property that we're building on. And while our house is going up, we are staying in this, what I call the train car. It's a very small apartment. One bedroom. It's very tight, but it's temporary, yeah. you know? And um, it's been a little bit longer than we initially thought. So, um, those same four walls just felt like mm-hmm. they were closing in on me. And I felt incredibly bound to Indy's schedule because we, at this point in time, six months, we had 
a pretty good nap and feeding routine and it was just around the clock still Mm -hmm. and I feel like to go out was just overwhelming or it would mess up her schedule and if she got fussy while we were out I was like this is your fault like she's happy at home and Mm -hmm. you just you know but again exposure is important so I was constantly battling these things Mm. um and that bogged me down and so I wouldn't want to get out because of all that and so it's like my four walls were closing in on me I didn't have like I never got up and got ready Mm -hmm. like what's the point you know like I mean at best I put on clean pajamas so like there was no makeup. There was no, especially like at six months, I would work out a little bit, but yeah. it was hard for me because she wouldn't nap long. Yeah. And I'm very like OCD about getting my workout in. So like, I would rather not do a workout than go start one and have to stop it 12 times, yeah. you know? And so it was just like a really kind of like rough patch. And I was so adamant on not having depression because I don't want to do that. I don't want to mm-hmm. have depression. I don't want to have any kind of anxiety. I want a sound mind. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I was too prideful. To, like, admit, like, hey, this is what this is. Mm-hmm. Let's call it what it is and let's seek help or healing in whatever that might look like for me. So I remember one day I just kind of had to bite the bullet and be like, you know what? I do think we're experiencing some postpartum depression. Mm-hmm. And it felt weird to call it that. Or maybe it's, maybe it's just regular depression. I don't know at what point you can stop saying postpartum. But yeah, yeah. So for me, it hit way later, which I think was unique because... I thought I was fine and and I was for the most part in the beginning Mm -hmm. and so to have it hit later was kind of like I guess a surprise for me. Yeah kind of like which I love I love several parts of that because one like you know I remember you and I texted some about that while you were experiencing I mean both of us were kind of walking through postpartum at the same time but I think for me it also kind of helped teach me that hey look postpartum looks different for everyone and it's maybe not always like centered around the baby or like baby stresses but that um you know it could be anxiety about having people over hosting or just you know I know both of us are people pleasers but like feeling like you have to please everyone and everyone gets to come and see your baby or you know it might hit a few months down the road and it just looks like always being around someone but still feeling so lonely at the same time you're like well I'm always with my baby I'm not alone but Yet I do still feel so alone and I'm getting tired of these four walls and just sitting in my house and And caring for a baby. Around that time too, sorry, I just realized that like that was also the time that um, I am a former teacher and around this time period, everybody was going back to work and obviously I was not. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so that was a rough time too because I feel like going back to my walls closing in, I was, my only identity was Mm -hmm. mother at this Mm -hmm. point. Mm -hmm. Um... You know, like, I realized that work gave me that time to socialize with other adults and to have a purpose that wasn't just this baby. And that kind of sounds guilty, you know, to say, but, like, for real. And, like, you almost kind of get resentful of your husband at times because he gets to go to work. And Mm. I say that because, obviously, staying home is a huge blessing. But, like, um, I don't know. I just feel like that can be such a tricky spot to be into. Yeah, yeah. So that definitely played into it. It's like you're thankful to be at home with your baby, but at the same time you're like, but I kind of need a new environment or new space. And again, not to mention you went through a move in very, very much downsized. So like your space was just smaller. You had, you know, you had to put a lot of things in a really tiny space. And then you feel guilty too, right? Because like, and I'm sure you can relate to this with your newborn even when, you know, Archer was having those same effects on you. Mm -hmm. Um, 
like you, you feel guilty for like not being anything but happy because yeah. you have this brand new baby and it's the weirdest thing because you can almost feel those simultaneously yeah oh yeah and again I think that's probably why it's taboo is because like you know you just you feel you don't you don't want to admit that maybe you don't always want to be around your kid or or just in those moments you're feeling that way yeah. like or that you're feeling alone or you know you're supposed to be in this happy almost like honeymoon phase of motherhood but like sometimes it's not always like that and another tangent but i was just thinking about how kind of one of the other reasons why like i feel like postpartum especially a lot of like the mental stuff is just not talked about is like, I also feel like there's just not a lot of education around it. Like I can remember before I became a mom, I had a very different view or idea of what postpartum was. Oh, for sure. It is not, well, it just not even like my definition of postpartum depression that was way off, was just incorrect. I didn't even like, I thought it was for different reasons. Anyways, I just feel like there's also just not a lot of education about it because it probably isn't talked about as much as it should be. So a little bit of tangent there, but like, yeah, again, and I, I just love that I learn a lot from your experience as well. And just that it's not like you hit that six to eight week period when your doctor approves you for normal life in a sense and everything goes back to normal and you're You're just, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, your body should be healed. Your hormones should be back to normal. Your uterus should be back to normal. But, like, you might still be experiencing a lot of different feelings and emotions and things. So it's like, yeah, you might – it might hit later, like, in your period, even within that first year. And, again, I just love that our experiences, at least with our firsts, were, like, so different. But yet there's so much that I think a lot of people can – still relate to each other. And, yeah. 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 Um, One other thing, too, that I – the more I talk about it, the more I'm like, the more that's surfacing. Yeah. Another thing that I think makes postpartum so hard is I feel like we put so much pressure on ourselves as moms. Mm-hmm. But like one example uh, that I'm thinking of is like, um, for me, like having the company over, mm. um, I talked about how it was like stressful. Yeah. Like I would be trying to nurse and you know, when they're newborns, they eat all the time. Mm-hmm. And so I eventually ended up going to exclusively pumping, which helped my mental health a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, because it, you just kind of find out what works for you as a mom. But I feel like there's such a pressure to, like, to breastfeed mm-hmm, and to mm-hmm. um, let your baby, like, have contact naps. Or maybe not. Or maybe not. Maybe your baby needs to be in a crib. You know, like, there's mm-hmm. just so much pressure to, like, do things right. Air quotes. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that's another thing that I feel like weighed on me so much was trying to, like, be this perfect mom. Yeah. Or, like, you know check all the boxes and I think it can like drive us crazy and especially like you talked about you know like having company over it's like when people are around and you're worried about sometimes I mean maybe that's just us because of our personality types but like you're like I don't want to be around and people see me pumping when they're gonna be like oh no you should be breastfeeding or whatever you know it's like sometimes there's that pressure from other people that is put on you as well or like some people are very uncomfortable with breastfeeding yeah yeah. or even pumping and it's like that Okay, so here's the, people please your time. I am not uncomfortable around any of that. But if I am doing it and making you uncomfortable, it makes me uncomfortable. Yes, it makes me yeah, uncomfortable yeah. to make you uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> I can relate. And so that was another <laughs> pressure is like, yeah. where can I pump? You know, like yeah. all this stuff. Yeah. And I mean, even little things like what if somebody is so weirded out by breast milk that like they don't want me to wash my pump in the sink yeah, or like, you yeah, know, whatever. yeah. yeah. Um, and those may be some of the things that only you and I think of, but other people might think of that too, you know? Um, and that just kind of like, 
quickly makes me think of uh, like I feel like you were kind of touching on like you just have to do what's best for you you know like you eventually went to exclusively pumping because like mentally that was just better for you and your health and for you and Indy and like I was gonna be a better mom pumping than I would be nursing with a poor mental health yes exactly and that made me think of one of our friends who recently shared her experience with us I mean she's just like six or seven weeks postpartum I think she just got her checkup or whatever but I know she had to make a difficult decision for her where she just felt like mentally for her mental health she needed to go back on her ADHD medication and um, but that meant that she couldn't like nurse anymore so they had to go to formula And that was a really difficult decision for her to make. And I know she even kind of confided in us and was worried about even what other people would say and all these things. And I know you and I are both just so proud of her for making that decision and sticking to it and doing what was best for her and her mental health and what she felt like she's going to be a better mom to her baby when she is more mentally healthy than, you know, whether it's like, oh, but breast milk is best. I mean... Sister, your mental health is going to make you a better mom yeah, than milk yeah. ever will. Yeah, but if you're, yeah, I mean, he might be getting breast milk, but if you're, like, mentally just not okay, again, like, sometimes it just comes to, like, choosing your mental health, you know, over And the things. longer I parent, the better I'm getting at making those decisions yeah. and drawing those lines and setting those boundaries. But in the beginning, it's very stressful yeah. because I was not doing it. Yeah, and so. you're also just juggling so many other things, especially, again, those first few weeks, even months. Um, but I know we're talking a lot about the mental aspect, which quickly I'll just touch on Ayla's story because yeah, was that like similar to Archer's? Yeah. Well, I feel like a lot of, a lot of that experience was because it was my second. And I think, you know, I just kind of knew what to expect. I, you know, it wasn't my first rodeo. So there was a lot of things that weren't as, um, unfamiliar as yeah, they were with my first pregnancy. Two rodeos is still a very low number <laughs> of rodeos. Still in that from Facebook. I saw that. Um, I love that. So with Ayla, I, um, again, thankfully didn't experience any sort of postpartum anxiety or depression like I did with Archer. Again, I think a lot of that was credited to that, um, breastfeeding for us that second time around went a lot smoother than it did with Archer. Again, I think just because I knew a little bit more about it and what to expect and what to do, signs, all that sort of stuff. So we didn't have that pressure and that stress weighing on us. So I really didn't experience any of that with Ayla. Um, I remember even though like preparing and like I bought myself some like uplifting postpartum tea and was just trying to be like proactive because I was kind of expecting it to I definitely still had those like hormones going crazy and stuff like that but it just wasn't as intense as it was with Archer again I think a lot of that was just because I knew more of what to expect this time around so not too much to say about hers but I did want to I feel like we talk a lot about you know like the mental aspect of postpartum but I know there are are thousands of other layers to that other than just like PPA and PPD. I think it's also really neat to see though that we have so many similarities. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we both had the different anxieties, but like they came at different times. Mm-hmm. They expressed themselves in different ways. Yeah. And um, I don't know. I was kind of interested to see that like neither of us ended up talking about newborn sleep. Yeah. Which <laughs> I thought if anything made me anxious, it would be newborn sleep. Yeah. But I kind of slept fine. Oh, fine. You know, as fine as you can when, for a newborn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I was very surprised to see that, like, we had the outlet monitor. And while I'm not saying, like, well, if you have the outlet, you're good to go. Yeah. It just gave me comfort. Like, mm-hmm. almost mm-hmm. like backup. Yeah. Like, you know, you do have that lifeline. Um, 
But yeah, I feel like that's something I hear all the time that I personally didn't really like yeah. weigh on me super yeah. hard. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and that's just like, again, like one of the many areas that can cause anxieties for you. You know, you're like, was well, my baby still breathing? Is he, is he sleeping all right? And everything like that. So I know like for us, there was a lot of nights Archer just like spent sleeping on my chest because... We both slept better and I could hear and feel him breathing. And so again, kind of like one of those, we just had to do what works for us in a sense, what gave me peace of mind. But, um, I know there's also just, you know, we kind of touched on like body image and just Mm -hmm. like what your body goes through in the healing process. We kind of talked about like, you know, just like not getting ready every day or covered and spit up and you're probably sweaty and stinky and not showering and you're not sleeping. So it's like, you kind of look like a whole different person, not to mention you are almost just like a whole new person. So I know there's just like multiple layers to that time. Right. And like another thing that I've heard that I was luckily prepared for, but thankfully didn't experience, but I know that it's a huge common thing for several women. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people don't have that immediate connection. Yeah. And I can't imagine like how hard that has to be for a mom because mm-hmm. I feel like there's so much guilt with that one. Yeah. Um, so if, if you have experienced that, we'd love to hear from you on Instagram. We'll talk more about that later, but like, that was one that I had heard could happen. Mm -hmm. And I would be very interested to hear a mom's perspective on that. Yeah. Just like not bonding right away. Mm -hmm. And, or again, just like even connecting or just like not even feeling like you guys are like air quotes, like clicking, you know, like you're, you're both learning about each other, but it's kind of like painted out to be this like magical golden hour experience. And you're not allowed to feel anything but happy because you have this new baby. Yeah. Yeah. And again, just a lot of things that a lot of people don't talk about, but we just want to mention on here. Um, and you know, you and I, even before this episode, we're talking about how, yeah, there's kind of a lot of, in a sense, like negative things, Mm -hmm about postpartum um but there are also so many like good things to it too you know like I feel like Connor and I's relationship like really grew Mm, and mm -hmm. uh, that sounds so like yes you had a baby they always talk about how (laughs) it'll do that to you you see your husband holding the baby and your love grow yeah 100% yes yeah but what I'm talking about is like he has now seen me in my most vulnerable state yeah like, I was literally, like, on an OR table, filleted open like a, I don't even know what. Like, he oh. had seen my insides, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, and I just feel like birth is such a vulnerable thing for a woman, whether it's the way that I was literally on the OR table, yeah. cut open, or, you know, the if you have a natural baby. Being exposed, yes, you know. like, I mean, yeah. one or the other, you're exposed, yeah. and that's yeah. just a very vulnerable thing. So not only did he see the actual procedure, yeah. but he saw the incision after. Mm-hmm. He saw, um, honestly, me at, like, my worst and best. Yeah, you know, Like, yeah. physically, like, you don't wash your hair every day. Mm-hmm. I'm walking around like a 90-year-old because of my, <laughs> your diaper. you know, incision. Yeah. yeah. Literally. Yeah. You're in this big padded diaper. Yeah. I wore a bathrobe over a gown. Like, <laughs> it wasn't quite a moo-moo, but it might as well have been. <laughs> and, like, men aren't known for being nurturers. Mm-hmm. But let me tell you, not only did he take care of that baby, but he took care of me. Yeah. And it's a very humbling experience for you as a wife to let yourself be taken mm-hmm. care of mm-hmm. because I think there is a lot of pride in doing things for ourselves. Yeah. Um, so I just, I was so surprised at not, I mean, of course I knew that the, having a baby would make us closer, yeah. but I didn't realize that that recovery period was going to make us closer. Like I can now confidently say he has seen me, at my most vulnerable. Yeah. And 
loves me even more now. You know, I like know. I remember like getting off of the table, not the table, but the <laughs> bed, <laughs> the table. Sorry, I remember getting off of the bed in the hospital and like Josh having to literally like walk me to the shower and I'm like meanwhile probably like still dripping blood you know like just like those moments when they yeah do have to care for you and um yeah your relationship changes and grows so much and like again there's some really really hard parts and vulnerable parts about that postpartum period and when I say postpartum period I don't mean just those six weeks you know even that first year um and there are some really, really hard things, but there also is like, like I look back even on my experience with Archer and it's like, yes, I can still vividly remember those like fits of crying that I had, but truly, truly, I mean, the bonding and the time I had with my baby and just like learning to be a mother, um, it does way outweigh those hard things, not to discredit them at all, but like there, there is just like so much beauty in that period as well. Right. And I think we associate beauty as like, especially before you're a mother yeah. as like perfection and like easy, natural, wonderful. And that's the thing. Motherhood is so beautiful. Yeah. And like the whole like process is beautiful but we have the wrong take on beautiful yeah. almost because it's hard yeah. and it's not, it's not pretty, but it's yeah. beautiful. Like well, how? Yeah. It's almost more beautiful also because you look at the ways that you overcame and like right. what you yes. walked through and like, it's like a beautiful strength, you know? Yes. And I think that's what kind of makes it even more beautiful is like, you're like, well, look what I did. Look what I overcame. You know, we got through it. We're getting through it. And Um, kind of circling back to what you talked about with relationships, I think that's a good segue into the next part of our Unspokens series. Yes, so next week our topic is all on how your relationship, specifically within your marriage, Mm -hmm. kind of changes after a baby. Yeah. Um, It is going to be a very interesting episode Mm -hmm. because we are going to walk that line between being very real and, you know, have some real conversations about things that have challenged us in our marriages but also things that have helped and been like you know great for our marriage yeah yeah it's it's I feel like it really is kind of one of the things that not a lot of people talk about like you don't talk about you know you go through a lot of great challenges but there are like some tensions and stresses that are added to your marriage relationship so Um, you know, we want to talk about those things, but obviously we're going to be respectful. It's not going to be an area of just like gossip where we're going to husband bash or things like that. Our hubbies know that we're doing this episode next, but, um, but we do think there is some value in just talking about, I love the way you worded it, those challenges and maybe some of our experiences in still learning to overcome those things and just going about those things and it hopefully just adding kind of a different outlook to that. So we hope that you will stick with us for the rest of this series and especially with this next episode because I know we're just really excited about it. We are. And in the meantime, if this episode is one that, you know, as you're listening, you're thinking, oh, this person comes to mind. Yeah. Feel free to share this episode with them because it's one of those things that we believe like either you have been there and you have something to add, whether it is advice or um, even just the, hey, girl, you're not alone, yeah. you know? Um, or if you haven't been in the situation yet, then 
this could kind of help you prepare for it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, feel free to share this with a mom in or near this situation too, because postpartum can be a beautiful mess. Yes, a beautiful mess. And if you're not following us on Instagram yet, make sure you do so at the motherhood underscore moms, because we also want to make a post this week where you can just share your experiences, your tips, your tricks. Again, like Riley said, maybe if it's just like, hey, you guys aren't alone in this comment or something. Um, we want to have a post that can be used as a resource for moms to go and look back on get some advice or just, again, find some friends with similar experiences. So make sure to follow us and look out for that post. Again, we love, love, love hearing from you guys and are so thankful for this community. Um, So make sure you follow along. And like Riley said, give us a share if you know someone that could benefit from this. And with all of that being said, we will catch you guys in the episode next week. Bye. Bye. Thanks for taking the time out of your busy day to listen to us, friend. If you felt encouraged by what you heard, please consider giving us a review wherever you listen to your podcast. Unless you hated it, because like your mom always said, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. And to officially join the motherhood, follow us on Instagram at themotherhood underscore moms. We always have ways to interact and we want to hear from you. Have a great week.